This episode may contain trigger warnings such as suicide, depression, anxiety, sexual trauma, or other trauma-related incidents. If you or someone you know are having thoughts of or feelings of suicide, please call the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-8255 or 911 in your local area. And remember, I love you, man. Hey, Chris. Hey, Nate. What's up? You hear about this new app called Newsly? Uh, no. Why don't you fill me in? Newsly is an audio app for iOS and Android. It picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice, just like I did. How does that sound? Well, you sounded a little unnatural. I'm sure it does it better. It probably does it way better. Newsly has almost a million people listening. And for the first time in the history of the internet, the web becomes listenable. That sounds pretty promising. Yeah, they have a few less listeners than us. <laughs> Just a few. <laughs> uh, Newsly is pretty cool because it's like listening to the news. So the way, the same way that you listen to a podcast, you listen to the news. You'd be driving down the road instead of having to worry about what's going on in the world. It just reads it for you. Oh, that's also, cool. yeah. And now I love you, man. Is on Newsly. People can listen on Newsly and catch up with their news. Oh, that! I, why not? That's a win-win. And then for our audience, we even have a promo code. How exciting is that? Our first promo code. What is it? It is I love you, man. But the I is a one, and all the ze- uh, all the O's are zeros. So that I feel is, like you should put that in the description. It will definitely be in the description, but I'll say it out loud. It is one L zero V E. Y zero U M A N. That's pretty complicated. That is, but I'll have it in the description. You know what comes with the uh, promo code? What is a one month free premium uh, discount with premium? It's like Spotify premium. You get no ads. Um, you get unlimited skips, unlimited listening. All you get all the good stuff. Oh, yeah, just for so, our listeners. Just for our listeners. Only I Love You Man listeners. Our friends. Oh. oh. <laughs> we never just, we never agreed to that. <laughs> so check out Newsly's. And uh, it's a pretty great app. Go check out I Love You Man. Whatever you're listening on. Not saying, you know, to not listen on whatever you're listening to. But if you need some news with your mental health, even though the news and mental health probably isn't the best combination, Newsly listen is a to great the news. app. Get depressed and listen to us. Exactly. And you can check out some other podcasts on there. That's Newsly, N-E-W-S-L-Y. You can find it on iOS and Android. Oh, no, you're not still doing that shit, are you? We got to have a theme song why don't you play it it did play before it should be playing before this but i need something that's like i love you man no like a jingle we need a jingle don't you listen to podcasts with jingles yeah but you made me think of like a sega
So, today's guest, Jared. Jared. Oh my gosh. I, We're going back to our roots. No offense to previous guests. I love them all, but I love Jared's this coming back with Jared. Is he? Yeah, yeah. Jared was um Don't know when, don't know how. Jared's episode's a lot more like the episode one through nine, maybe. Where we're like very average Joe type of guy with a with a, a story to get behind. You uh, thought the other stories were good. Well, none of them are good. Let me say that again. You thought the other stories were like they're all good. Yeah. So language is not my first language. Apparently not. <laughs> oh, I'm so bad at this. Remember how I said we're not professionals? He's not a public speaker. <laughs> He's not a professional therapist. I don't even know if the guy wipes his ass right anymore. I have the bidet. Oh, he doesn't wipe his ass. <laughs> uh, well, Jared, great episode. Uh, really like this guy. Me and him, we've actually become uh, pretty good friends past this episode. Which, if you want to become one of our friends, we have a Discord. You follow yes. us on Discord. But starting this year, we have a Patreon. For those that don't know what a Patreon, what are you doing? Peace sign? Yeah. $2, the $2 tier. Starting at $2. Here, I'll read it to you. We have some great things. Uh, let's see what our tiers are. Friends. I'll set them up. Tiers. First tier is Hello Friends. It's $2 a month. Friends. What you get is made fun of, apparently. <laughs> no, what you get is first access to episodes before they publish. So we usually have a schedule. The holidays has been so hectic on us. So if this episode didn't get released on a Monday, I don't know what day it's getting released. But with our Patreon, you'll always be the first to be able to hear and see with the video format. I see you. Uh, you get a personal message from us. Like, hey, how's it going? Thanks for following. Uh, a chance to be mentioned on the podcast before an episode. So our little intros, you'll be able to be heard. And an exclusive role in our Discord. Don't know what that role is yet. But it'll be an exclusive. Our second tier is our therapy buddy. Uh, same as previous, plus a special video greeting from us. A chance to talk about a future subject and a mental health check. And that is only, again, $5. And then the the other one, the last one, is the emotional investor. It's You get all the same as above, but this time you get a hey, limited... Hey, hey. What? You get a sweatshirt made by Nate's Sweatshop. That's that's all you need to hear. Spend the 20 get the free sweatshirt, limited edition. You want merch, get it. Which you're wearing that right shit. now? Yeah. Stand you up. Can't see. Yeah, if you're listening, you can't see. But if you're on YouTube, you can I'm see. I'm not. It. I'm not wearing pants. Oh, not standing up. <laughs> well, it's got we a pack too. We're already juggling enough. I don't need to start an OnlyFans too. And then, uh, what the really big thing is, you can be featured on an episode of the Mental Health Check. It's not like a podcast episode. It's just like a hangout session with those the bonus episodes. Minutes. Yeah. So yeah, that's all the cool stuff you get uh so check that out i figured we'd promote that on uh 
on this episode. Before we trans- transition into the episode, if you guys like episodes like Jared's, we need user submissions. Yes. I want to talk to more of you. I want more everyday Joes. If you're ready. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You gotta but be I ready. Don't tell me you're ready. You, you've been listening to us dipshits long enough. You're ready And if to you're talk. afraid of it, you know, if you're afraid of telling your story, just remember. Nathan, go slow. We don't. No, no, no. I said don't be afraid because you're going to go slow. Go slow. You're going to be compassionate. You're going to take your time with them. Yeah. It's... Why are it we was struggling a, with this interview? Let's get it was on a the sex show. pun, you fucker. Oh, let's get on with the show. Let's let's hear it from Jared. Let's have some claps. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Jared. <clears throat> Welcome, Jared. How's it going? It's going delightful. Delightful. First time on a podcast? Yep, yep, yep. Ever. Us too. (laughs) Yes. So so you're familiar with the show? You know how it goes? Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. You have a favorite episode? No, it's it's, it's one of those, like, I listen to people that I go, man, at least I'm not the only one screwed up. What episode have you related to the most? Um, it's more like, uh, anything involving PTSD, like the military stuff, even though I wasn't military, like I know like the brutal stuff that goes through their head. That's the main stuff. Even though I never was there, I know what the like brutal thoughts are. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's dive right in. Well, I think, I think that's the beautiful thing about this though. Like we wrongfully assume that everyone in our life isn't going through things. Um, so you, you back Nate? Yeah. I don't know what happened. I think I pushed the button on accident. Okay. But yeah, but the podcast, no. it's pretty, it's pretty, the, the neat thing about it is, you know, it's for guys like us, you know, we mentioned earlier how you talked about not having any emotions. It's to kind of break that, you know, show emotions because we're just, friends here you know like we're just hanging out it's like a fireside chat with buddies you know and if you could talk to other people and have that feeling that i'm not alone maybe it'll help a little bit you know break out of the show especially you jared you look like that tough that tough guy like whoa man you know like i it's all pretend it's pretend it's a facade Until I see the Disney princesses on the arm, like this guy's a sweetheart. But I mean, <laughs> that's what people always say. They see me and then they, they look at my arm and go, oh, 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 hold on. They, then they ask if I have kids. And I'm like, no. And they're like, what? Wait. <laughs> from, from a distance, very intimidating. Up close, they're like, oh. Oh, once it gets color and it turns all pink and purple and all that, then I'll be like, oh. It's going to be awesome. So, uh, where do you want to start at, Jared? Uh, I don't a lot, and you said I, that you haven't really told your story. So, I mean, I don't even know where to start. That, that's I, I was hoping you guys would more lead the way on starting because, like, my story is just like one of those like. <laughs> oh, we're Conti- terrible. Still continuing, like thirty-four years in, still continuing. 
we're terrible at starting. We don't know your life, you know. A oh, lot man. of podcasts I listen to, I listen to a lot of celebrity podcasts. So like, there's like Wikipedia pages. Oh yeah, you're, yeah. you're a blank canvas. I mean, uh, we start born. I mean, uh, well, we don't have to go, like diaper years. Okay. Uh, oh no, that's school? like how was high how school was for you? Oh, high school was horrible. Uh, so that uh, I started puberty really early. So by the time I was about. 13 i was six feet tall uh already shaving my head already had a beard so no shit oh yeah it it was bad um but good because at that point in my life uh so all my stuff revolves usually around my mom uh so high school years close with her no 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 we do not we are not on speaking terms at all um, oh, wow. She she'll message me every like she messaged me last week just going hey just want to let you know I love you and I like that I'm still dead to you kind of thing. Wow, no um, shit. Yeah, to that. Um, high school was. I don't want to say it was the worst, but it's when mom was just jumping guy to guy to guy to guy. I was in a high schools every six months, different high schools. Uh, basically, that's when I started drinking at. 13, 14, mom was dating a guy who owned a bar and I looked old enough. So the rule was if, hey, if you go out with us and you don't get ID, you can drink. That was your mom's rule. Yeah. On a on a 13-year-old with a developing brain. Yes. And that's where drinking started, having sex with mom's friends started. Um yeah, nobody would say, like, this is my son. Like, it was, I was just a part of the group. So, if I was hanging out with 30-year-olds, I was going home with 30-year-olds. And I was, she would tell everybody, yeah, he's 22, it's fine. Oh, God. Oh, so, yeah. were you in I, school? Were you doing school at all? Or were you practically um, just not even, because 13, you're, like, in junior high. Yeah, well... It started before then, but high school is when it escalated because it got to the point where I started just showing up to school when I wanted to, and uh, I'd be sitting at a bar drinking next to my teachers. Wow. Um, to your teachers? And, yeah. I, Did were they say times. anything? No. I'd say stuff to them, though. I'd recognize them, and I'd sit right next to them and try to chat it up just to do it. Wow, because it was life, you know, it's all you really knew, it sounded like, you know. Oh, yeah, I mean, before that, I mean, mom was drugs, drinking, like, mom was one of those where she'd go guy to guy. I mean, it was revolving door of men into the house. Do you you know anything about your mother's childhood? Great childhood. Um, She had a father who loved her, a mother who loved her. Her mother got remarried to who I call my grandmother, and they were always in her life and everything. But I think it was one of those. She was brought up because we were from South Carolina, big time Mormon religion. She was brought up in religion and Mm. she wanted to rebel. Mm. And And she rebelled uh, hard. Yeah, she rebelled still to this day from what I'm being told. Wow. uh, What part of South Carolina? Columbia. Okay, uh, I was, I did my uh, two weeks in Charleston. Beautiful okay. city. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I love Charleston. Oh yeah. I mean, we, we, I was born there, but we moved down to South Florida, um, when I was like three or four, something like that. Um, I should preface that I don't remember before I was eight years old because I died when I was eight. So anything before that's gone. Well, let's talk about that, Jared. Oh, I did a backflip off my grandma's van in a parking lot, landed on my head and died. And from what I'm told by my grandmother is my mom said, just let him sleep. He'll wake up. Holy shit. So that's where it started. No yeah, no yeah. pulse or anything? No. Um, like, I was told I was dead. Like, uh, like I have uh, seven skulls on my back because the first seven years of my life, I don't remember. Like, it's gone. Like, it's... I can see myself at eight, close my eyes, see baby, close my eyes, see eight, nothing in between. Wow. And you don't know, like, what happened during that time, you know? Like, some people cross to their side or whatever. I I tell myself, like, I feel like I see things sometimes I probably shouldn't see even to this day, but it's one of those where I go, nah, kind of thing. Like, it's really, like, blacked out, like, eight years old, baby, eight years old kind of thing. That is wild. So you you get up off the ground is your first word. Like you look at your mom like, bitch. I don't even remember. I, I don't remember dying. I don't remember the jump. I don't remember hospital. I just you woke like, up in a hospital. Have you ever been told how long you were oh, out? A minute and like three seconds or something like that. Did somebody so, do CPR? No idea. Jeez, no. Um, he said his mom just said, let him lay there. He'll wake up. Well, somebody so, got him to the hospital. So, like, when I think about it, so my first memory, this is the weirdest part, like, so I was actually writing a book before. My first memory of life um, is being in a room with my stepdad, my mom, my little brother, and I popped a balloon for my little brother's birthday, and my stepdad at the time came out and beat me across the face with a belt. What the hell? That's first, like, hey, I'm alive memory. That's wow, dude. Like like the like the book I was writing, like the first words of the book were the balloon popped. That's memory, number one of life. You need to write that book or continue it. I keep trying to, but then it gets real dark real quick because then I start writing real things that happen and go, This isn't good. And I have to actually like put it away for a few months. Yeah. I mean, were you around drugs a lot? Oh yeah. His mom. Yep. yep. Um, I started drinking early. I didn't touch weed until I was like 12. That's when the sex started. Cocaine was 16 or so. No, but it was South Florida. South Florida. Easy to get. Yeah. Bar scene, South Florida. Simple. And you were around people who weren't even close to your age. Nobody questioned anything. Dude, that is crazy. I never made friends. Like, I went to so many schools from, like, 6th grade to, like, 12th that every six months I was in a different school. Now, what so, was the reason for the the schooling changes? Mom, uh, mom found a new sugar daddy, basically. Okay. It was she'd move in with another guy. Hose in different area codes. Yeah, it was legit. Like, mom would find this guy, this guy. She'd go from 400-pound dude to... 70 year old dude to this dude's a professional boxer and it's all over the place well yeah, and whoever would take us in i would imagine that probably adds some sort of strain on you too because 
there's another layer to it where every home you lived in growing up, you were a guest in. Mm-hmm. You never had your own space. It's like everything was temporary. So, so I just moved here to Longview in March. Uh-huh. I moved my entire life into the smallest U-Haul you can buy at 34 years old. Like, I, I don't have possessions. <laughs> so you're new here. Yeah, I've been here 10 months or so. Ah. That's interesting. Like, and you came from South Carolina? No, I came from New Mexico. I oh. I lived in the last, I'd say, eight years, probably like 10 states, just chasing money in the oil field. Okay. Dang, dude. Do you feel like your upbringing has made that lifestyle more accommodating to you? Like you're not, you you don't never have to feel that settled down anywhere. That's the problem that like I run into with my girlfriend is I want to feel settled down, but it's just like, I, I never do. It's like, it's to the point of like settled down. Like I don't sleep if I'm alone, I don't sleep on a bed. I sleep on a couch in the living room because I can't settle myself in a bed and that probably goes back to like ptsd like stability stability is scary uh you know like with us with the navy the navy kind of screwed screwed my brain up with stability because you know i I was from the small town went to chicago went to virginia went to florida then went across the world and then came back and then visited all these places i had no stability for the four years and now when i got out of the navy uh I can't be stable at all. We've been in Longview about two years, and now we're like, we got to get out of here. Like, this place is driving well, me crazy. And, and the whole time, you're being reminded that your life isn't really yours. Like, you are a possession of the U.S. government. Like, I mean, I don't want to get, you know, all, you know, anti, you know, establishment about it, but brass tacks, that's what it is. Yeah. You have a curfew. You have to come home at this time. Like, you may but get leave him, and everything, but... but for Jared, you know, it's, it's different. You know, you, you weren't in the military. You were this young boy moving around. So where where was uh, your father at? Um, So I still haven't got the 100% even to this day. Me and my father just now, I'd say, on true speaking terms as of this year, um, they split uh, when my mom found out she was pregnant. And it even took, my, I think my mom was like 20. I didn't even know until I was like 12 she was married before him. But they got pregnant with me and they split. And then two years later, we moved to Florida. And I didn't meet, I'm told I met him a few times. But I didn't really meet meet him, I don't think, until I was like 12 or 13. That sounds a lot like me. Uh, yeah, I didn't meet my real dad until I was 16. I just hope yours is better than mine. <laughs> Um, I think he raised another child and he's been married to his wife now for 20 something years. I think he's finally coming around to like, like this year, like I'm 34. This is the first time he's ever actually said, happy birthday. I'm proud of you in 34 years. Oh, wow. Um, Did that bring up some sort of like emotion or did you just kind of like, meh? No, I I ask myself why. Why are you all of a sudden proud of me? Like when I built a house in what five six years ago, he was disappointed that I built a house, and now it's just like now I'm like, so you're proud of me because didn't get anybody pregnant this year? Like, (laughs) 
Do you find your yourself seeking any one of your parents' approval more than the others? Never. Never. Like it's one of those things of I don't care if they ever were to say I'm proud of you again. Like I it's gone. No, yeah, totally understandable with the upbringing you have, dude. Totally understandable. So when you turned 18, when you came of age, were you still like doing drugs and alcohol and all sorts of I was homeless. Um, I dropped out of high school uh, about two months before graduation because they told me I didn't have enough credits because my GPA was like 1.5. Because at that point, um, like one night, my mom would let me be home. The next night, I'd have to sneak in my girlfriend at the time's house and sneak into her, into her window, climb into her closet and sleep cuddled up in her closet. If I wasn't there, it was like there were times I slept outside or the little crack houses, stuff like that. And uh, I would just bounce around and it got to the point where like I felt like the dirty kid in high school, stuff like that. Like, and I, oh, that's what was, I was going to ask next. So at what point between 13 and 18 did you start degrading yourself? Because you're naturally going to go down that road drinking and, you know, it just doesn't feel right for that age range. So I'm sure there was at some point where you're like, you I'm the bad known, one. You had to have known that, you know, like my life isn't normal. Well, I mean, I was 11 when sexual things started happening. Like I started doing sexual things and I had friends. Now, was it always you initiating? The first time? No. It was me and a girl were playing manhunt and we were in a bush and she just took off her pants and I took off my pants. And it's just, and from there I became obsessed. Like legitimately. She, she was 12 or 13 and I was 11. Okay. So not much. And then I lost my virginity at 14 with my high school sweetheart. And then the girl after her, I was 14 and she was 19. And then it just kept getting way way worse i mean it was well, you said you I, were going home with your mom's friends yeah like we'd all go get drunk or they'd go to the bar and like i'd be i'd be throwing bottles out at the bar to people i'd be what far backing at the bar and I had a couple of friends would just talk to me i was the bar back and hey let's go and i'd leave with their friends sometimes was there ever a point where these women like sobered up by the end of the night and they're like oh i'm so sorry this isn't okay no no i mean it was one of those uh it just happened it happened and it was like the hookup culture of like it happened what are we sorry about i don't know i mean they had they had to have known who i was but they nobody ever cared there had to have been some that knew your real age too yeah I mean, I, I had my mom flat out lying to women saying I was a certain age. And I'm not going to, this girl's going to approach me. I'm not going to, no, 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 I'm 14. Please don't sleep with me. Yeah. Like, and it just, that probably lasted 10, 15 years of obsession with sex. And then drugs was 18 to about 21 or so where it was bouncing in between homelessness and drugs and drinking nonstop. What was the lowest you felt during that period? The day I quit cocaine. 
um, I woke up on the hood of my Pontiac Grand Prix covered in my own blood and cocaine and cold turkey. My God. Don't, don't remember the night? Nope. Um, even as of five years ago, I still used, well, four or five years ago, I still used alcohol to blackout, so I don't remember. Like, I'd say four or five years ago, maybe three years ago. That's drugs and drinking is what I use. That's that was my vice to forget. And unfortunately, I got good at it. <laughs> How are you with alcohol now? Do you avoid it altogether, or can you have an occasional drink without a relapse? No, I drink all the time. Oh no, I drink all the time. I don't get drunk anymore. Like I'll have maybe a night every month I'll get drunk, but like even I was with my girlfriend and we were drinking. And I stopped at two beers and I said, no, I'm good. That's good. Yeah. I just like the taste of bourbon and whiskey now. So it's just one of those things. Like I can just have a couple and I'm good. Now, drugs, I know if I were to touch cocaine again, it's over. Oh, yeah. You ever get the urge? Every day. Really? Every single day. Harder Harder than cocaine? Jesus Christ, Nate. Yeah, I've done injections, no heroin, no nothing like that. Um, It's always been cocaine or pills, usually. Were you around that environment, though? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Strip clubs in South Florida, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, man. Wow. (laughs) I told you. (laughs) Yeah, you were not kidding. This is a... Wow. Have you uh, sought out, like, therapy or anything for... I actually did therapy here in Longview. Um, the guy was good, but it was a, it was a kind of therapy where it was like that hand eye motion stuff and it just wasn't working for me. Um, and then I got put on, uh, antidepressants, stuff like that. Um, tried therapy in the past and it's one of those, like, sometimes you can feel like someone's looking at you and you're like, what the fuck, bro? Yeah. Yeah. And do you feel like pills with your history are kind of a slippery slope too? Yep, because it got to the point even six months ago where like I knew this pill would screw me up a little bit more if I drink with beer. So I go, today really sucks. Boom. Because like I told you guys, I don't work that much. Um, I have a lot of time in my thoughts. Um, and my job, I work by myself. So I'm alone there too. So I knew what I could do to make my brain do things. So, so you're like you're self-destructive to yourself. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So yes. when you're alone, what thought does your head go to the most to make you feel bad about yourself? What the hell are you doing with your life? Like, because I have all this time in the world. Why am I not doing more things with my life? Like, I don't want to end up like my parents and. It's one of the, or like, I'll think about my past and I'll go, I'll think about this girl or this girl or this girl or that night I did this. And I'm like, oh, that'd be fun again. I'm like, stop it. Don't go down that road. You have any kids or anything? Not that I'm aware of. Um, I had a scare five or six years ago where it actually, probably 80. Uh, yeah, I had a kid DM me. Uh, like 16 year old kid said, Hey, I was told you're my dad. Um, it was actually my high school sweetheart's kid. Um, yeah. Uh, does the timeline match up? 
So that's the funny story is um, we and her had sex for years. Never prevented it. She slept with somebody else, got pregnant. Um, that's happened multiple times in my life where had sex, had sex, had sex. They cheated or something, got pregnant. Or had sex, had sex, had sex. They cheated. Oh, hey, Jared, I got an abortion today. You going to pay me? Like that kind of thing. Oh. Yeah, that's happened twice. But probably all the drugs and alcohol in your system. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's happened twice where one girl called me and said, hey, dude, want to see the fetus? I just aborted it. And another girl said, hey, I need 500 bucks. I'm like, do what? Now, are, you think they're doing that to make you feel bad? Oh, yeah. I intentionally dated self-destructive people for a while. Like, I, it wasn't Captain Save-A-Ho, but it was more like Captain, like, how bad can you screw me up more than I already am? Yeah. Or, I mean, like, we're both fucked up. I know I can't do any more damage to you. Yep. Been there. Like, I dated a girl that was, I knew she was crazy, who held a knife to me saying, you let me blow you or I'm going to stab you kind of thing. Like, Dang. that's the crazy I've gone after. God damn. That's been a good blowjob. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> people don't believe it, but it got to the point where I actually put cameras in my house. And like, I have a best friend I talk to and I, I sent them to her and like, cause she would even be like, there's no way. And I send her videos and she'll go, holy shit. I'm like, I just do it to do it, I guess. I don't know. Wow. It's a... Do you still find yourself chasing after relationships like that? As of three, two, three months ago, no. This girl that I'm with, like, this is where it's at. Um, but even, but I, I basically told myself when I moved along to you, I have to be a different me. I can't do it anymore. Are you... What are you doing to prevent that from happening? I'm not drunk seven days a week, basically. Because um, that's what it was, is get drunk um, and then just go through my phone. Be destructive. Yep. Just see what I can do that day. And that when I was here, I decided I just wouldn't do that anymore. So you work in the oil field, right? So there's... High paying job, but there's a lot of downtime in the off season and stuff like that, right? No, my whole life, my whole career is off season. Like I worked five days in November, I think five days in December. Like next week, I work Tuesday, and that's it. Hmm. Yeah, and I'm on that salary. pays the bill. That pays the bills. Yeah, I'm on salary. Really good for you. So can you get me on this job? Yes, in about three months. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> it's the easiest job I'll ever have. Is there a lot of wait time? Let's talk privately. Yeah, I mean, it, that's that that is the problem. Is like so, like it's literally like my job is I go to site, I push a button, and I sit there for three hours and I don't do anything. So that's yeah. me thinking the entire time. And then yeah, I look no, over from Galveston of Mississippi, so I'm driving all the time, thinking yeah. all the time. Man, that's crazy. So do you have anything that um man, I'm not trying to trigger anything, but do you have anything you that do you have anything that you like look back on and it just like brings like flashbacks, like bad 
flashbacks or, you know, just oh, yeah. trigger something out of you? Um, the main reason I met my dad is my mom got me arrested when I was 14, I believe. Um, Seemed like an exciting year for you. Yeah, yeah. It uh, Basically, I played Eminem's Cleaning Out My Closet. I don't know if you guys remember that song. Yeah. Um, and she was dating a guy who was on steroids. They were doing drugs, stuff like that. And I played it at the top as loud as I could do it. And he came in, put his hands on me. And like I said, I wasn't a little dude back then. And me and him got into a scuffle. And uh, my girlfriend at the time was on the phone, heard everything. Um, but cops showed up and she told the cops, I hit him. Oh, Lord. And got arrested. Um, thrown in jail that night. Juvie? Overnight. Yeah, Juvie. Well, it was jail, jail, but they put me in a cell by myself. Oh, um, shit. Yeah. And then there was that whole go on a jail tour, and then they were going to press charges, but my dad showed up and was like, hey, I'll step up and be a dad. And it was literally, we went from like, don't know dad to going to live with dad per the law. Wow. So how and, long did you live with dad? Um... That time, six months, and then came down back down to Florida and lived with grandparents, I believe, and then went back up to South Carolina and then came back down to Florida and then stayed in Florida for about eight years after that. Is there any family that you keep in contact with on the um, regular? I'll talk to like a cousin about the stock market. Um, my aunt, like my Dad's sister will, like, we sometimes will text back and forth, but overall, there's really only one person I talk to every day, and it's my best friend and then my girlfriend, but family's like a once every few months, like, hey, I'm alive, we saw you post on Facebook kind of thing. And that's crazy. Um, off subject, so I'd like to know about your tattoos, so... So for those listening, you can't see, but he has Disney princesses on one arm, and then is Disney princesses on the like Disney male characters on the other arm. Yep, male characters on the left arm, female characters on the right arm. So what does that mean to you? Like, um, Disney was what I used when I was a kid to escape real life, um, fantasy worlds, happy things. Like, it was everything real life wasn't. So do you, do you have a favorite, like a movie that just like really like resonated with you? And the weird part is up because I always wish I had like what Carl had where he met his high school, that, that girl and he had a life forever and they lived and they did their thing. And then he did his big thing at the end kind of thing because you, I know I'll never you have strive it. for that stabilizing force in your life. Yeah. And I know I'll never have it. Like, I'll have it to, like, save me and my girlfriend last. Yes, we will. But I'm almost 35. Like, okay. It wasn't like, like, if I would have had that when I was 15 to now, would have gone a whole different direction. So you got to look at the positive, though, of that. Because from what you told us, you've lived a lifetime already. You know, now's your second chance. You know, being here in Longview 
it's your second chance. If, if you won that life and you believe you can have that life, you can. There, there's nothing stopping you. You know, like Longview is the land of opportunity. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> Not go that far. No, I mean it's all different now. Like I'm in a whole different mindset in my life. Like a year ago, my investment was the bottle of bourbon. Now I actually have investment accounts. Like I'm doing things completely different now. Do you have any hobbies? Besides investments? See, that's the problem is not really anymore. Like I do, like, but I just don't, I don't do any of them. Um, I, and like I said, I have all the time in the world to do them, but do I do them? No, I love cooking. Don't do it. Like I love fast cars. I don't do that anymore. Like I just, I don't want to say the motivation's not there. I just don't, it's one of those, I don't care. Like I just, I'm okay now with life just, as long as life's going the right direction, I'm good. What you need to do, my advice, because I'm learning this, what you, what you, not what you need to do, but what you should do and think about is you didn't have much of a childhood. Can we agree on that? Yeah, and that's what my therapist told me. <laughs> well, yeah, now, he's forgotten half of it. Yeah. Now, <laughs> and he was an adult for the other half. <laughs> now, being 35, making decent money, having all this free time on your hand, do things that, you know, you didn't get to do, like the Disney stuff, like up, you're 35, you still have plenty of years left in you. So, here's the problem when you're our age. My life is alone. The last thing I want to go do is hobbies alone. And there ain't many people that can say, hey, on Tuesday at 11 a.m., I can just disappear. That's why I love my girlfriend's job because she works 24 on, has 48 off. We, like, she rearranged her schedule next week. Like, like, I'm going to work in Arkansas on Tuesday. We're going to leave Monday. I'm going to work on Tuesday. We're going to hit hot springs on the way back kind of thing. Oh, awesome. But, like, finding anybody else that can be like, yeah, it's Thursday at 1 p.m. Let's go do blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, I have to work. I'm like, well, I don't want to be a nurse. Uh, no, she's an EMT. Okay. Um, Similar schedules. Yeah. I don't want to do things alone. That's my problem. Like, I don't want, like, I love road trips. I love stuff like that. The last thing I want to do is go get in a truck by myself and go do something when I'm alone. stuck in your fucking head. And you already do that already for work. Exactly. Well, I was talking about, like, I was talking about hobbies, like, like putting things together, you know, while you're home alone. Like, like, I try, like, I try to turn on a video game. And I'm just like, I don't have it in me to do it. This is what I did yesterday. Do the trick. Do the trick. Oh, yeah. For all those watching. Oh, the dog didn't like that. (laughs) So you're talking to her? But, yeah, man, like, get a hobby or something. You know, like, relive your childhood. Well, that's the thing is like a lot of the stuff that I would like want to do. It's just, it's no fun to do alone. Like, like I like video games, but I don't want to play them alone or like I mess with music a lot when I was a kid. Don't want to do that. Um, and that's my problem is like I lost the want to do the things because a lot of the things I did were because I was alone. 
and they became my hobbies. Mm. And it was everything I did was to escape real life and be alone doing like music stuff. You're in a studio by yourself. Video games you play by yourself. So you're pretty much kind of you have a fear of being alone. In a sense, not really, because I'm so used to it. Like, I don't mind it anymore. It's more a fear of actually having somebody. That's the main fear is like, I don't want to like, like me, like me and the girlfriend are very, very attached. Like, I don't want to ever like wake up one day and go, no, I don't want this. I need to go back Mm -hmm. to what I was doing. Are you ever afraid that you'll do that? Oh, yeah. All the time. Like, I've seen myself do it. Unfortunately, I hate to say it. She's as screwed up as I am. And she'll actually say, Jared, I know what's going on. I'm giving you your space. And it works really well. Because any of my exes would have fought. She actually walks away and just goes, no, do your thing. We'll talk later. Well, that's good. That sounds very healthy. Oh, yeah. How does how does that make you feel with uh, having someone like that? It sounds like somewhat stability for the first time confused because i want to argue like whenever like i'm in one of those zones and she's like no i'll leave you alone like no get your ass over here we're talking about it right now she goes, let's fight nope yeah and she goes no we're not i'm like no i i'm the same way i have a very hard uh, hard time walking away from an argument i want to get the last word in and a lot of times that's detrimental to you know, me and my um, my girlfriend had a discussion where, you know, it actually ends up better for us if we give each other space in the moment and come back. Rather than trying to resolve it right then and there, it actually gets solved quicker if you give yourselves more time in between. And I used to I used to be like that. Um, I used to, with my wife, I'm like, look, we're talking. We're going to solve this solution right now. And now, mm-hmm. it's, you know, as she'd walk away, I'd be like, no, come over here. We're going to talk about it. Now, if we get into an argument, it's like we need to step away from each other, breathe, figure things out. You know, just I, you know, I'm I'm slowly realizing as well that it's okay not to have things figured out in the moment. Well, I I think it's human nature because I I don't know Jared is had done any of this, but I you know parenting classes and all the stuff they teach you during that stuff, like. If you're angry and you're taking care of a baby, they tell you to set the baby down and walk away as long as they're in a safe space, but set the baby down and walk away and come back to it. Because what they're afraid of is if you stay in that situation and try to calm the baby, you're going to hurt it just because you get yourself so overwhelmed. And it's kind of the same thing. You staying in that space in whatever relationship, be it girlfriend, boyfriend, parent you make it worse. Yeah, and it's also... So here's the big difference. Big, big difference. Three years ago, Jared, let's have space would have turned into, okay, you go away. Get on your phone, Jared. If you're going to give me space, I'm going to find a girl that's not going to. Yep. And that's... That was damn near 20 years. Like, what was just the, doing what was that. The- turning point where you're like this is different you know i'm I'm a better person i'm growing i have no idea it just happened just clicked yeah um it was i was in new mexico for six years working 
at this job I have now. And uh, I texted my boss. And I was just like, hey, man, I got to get out of New Mexico. Like, I just, uh, He's like, well, man, 2022, maybe we can work something out like St. Angelo. Okay, whatever. Two weeks later, he sends me a text and goes, hey, somebody just quit. Want to move to Longview? Okay, let's go. Yeah. And it was one of those where it's just everything added up because I had also put my house up for sale a month before that, and it was selling. So, like, everything lined up perfectly for me to get out. And is it mainly, like, along the Gulf that you stay? Um, well, I look over, like, Galveston to East Texas, Louisiana. Uh, last month, I was in, two months ago, I was in Pennsylvania. So, oh, shit. Yeah, wherever they need my help, kind of. Like, I'll be in Arkansas on Tuesday. Hmm. So, it's wherever they need me. That's pretty cool. And you're, you're fortunate. I don't, per se, I was just kidding about the job opportunity. Because with something like that, like, you can't have a family, you know, that's not very stable, you know. Yeah, I did oil field where it was, what was it, 2018 and 19, I didn't have one day off for 365 days. Um, some like four straight Christmases, I was on an oil spill, and I just didn't have a life. It was on call 24-7, and it just got to the point of, I took a $45,000 pay cut for this job just wow. because of the schedule. And like I said, dude, I might, I might work a hundred days a year or less now wow. it's worth it for the quality of life improvement though it is uh, i never realized it because i was always because that's what my mom was about like she gets sugar daddies and it was all about money 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 gotta have yeah. keep up the joneses like when i was i had probably 50 cars and i was always keeping up with the joneses like i did stupid shit where i bought a retro video game store when i was 23 and i put it in my house um like, I just did stupid shit because I need, I, I was obsessed with money and I had everything. Like, at one point, like, I had the Jeep, the Lexus, the Camaro, and the 350Z all at one time, living in Fort Collins, Colorado, downtown, living it up. Wasn't happy. That's a nice part of Colorado. I used to live in Colorado. Yeah. I wasn't happy, though. That was the crazy part. Yeah. Was never happy. Yeah. Got, got rid of the money. Now I just have like a Nissan Titan and I'm happier than ever. No, I got a little two bedroom house. It's better. Yeah. Money uh -huh. seems to make you happier when it's spent on experiences rather than things. That, and that's unfortunately what I was taught is money is what you can do things with. And money is power. Like you walk in, like when I was 19, you walk in 20, however old I was, you walk in with a stack of hundreds and an eight ball. Guess what? You have power. Wow. Junkie and power. I mean, yeah, but at the, the time, it's like, I get the hottest girls in the club. I get yep. this guy to do what I want. I get this to do what I want. That is... Dude, you weren't kidding about the life you've had. It, it, <laughs> was, a, it was a party, man. Yeah. You weren't ready for like, it, Nate. It doesn't sound like it. No, I don't think I was ready for it, to be honest. Uh, I mean, it's just, 
see, like, I know we don't want to get into everything, but, like, stuff I told you, that's, like, tip of the iceberg kind of stuff, like. We can get into anything you want. There's I mean, I had, I had the run-ins with the military and all that kind of fun stuff, and. It, I was going to ask you if you thought about joining. Yeah, when I was 18, um, I had just dropped out, and I decided to want to join the Marines. Um, took the ASVAB, got, like, a 98 or something like that. I was going to do what's chemical operations specialist. Um, and then they took my blood and Uh-oh. they said, holy shit, something's wrong. And they told me I have a tumor on my pituitary and it could be cancerous. And I also have Graves disease. Oh my goodness. Which is still blows my mind because I was running 40 yard dashes the day before hundred percent healthy kid. Um, and they immediately rushed me to the hospital. And I got on a pill that was supposed to clear out the, the tumor, but the pill actually almost killed me. No shit. And, and yeah, it wiped out my white blood cell count. So how's your thyroid now? Are you on like Synthroid or anything? Or Let's just say I ignore that I have it. I, it's one of those things after that day where a doctor almost killed me. As long as I wake up, I'm good. Like, I know I got issues. Like, my Graves disease, like, that's why I have my, my dog. Because I have seizures due to my Graves disease. And my PTSD will trigger it sometimes. Where, like, if I get really in my head, I'll have yeah. a seizure. And she actually detects it. Like, you guys saw, like, she hears me talking. She hears my voice. That's why she was jumping on me. Because she hears the way I'm talking. So, it's just... This interview bringing anything up, like... Are you having anxiety or anything like that? No, I'm good. No, 100% fine. But I mean, it's just like, and it's, that's one of those things that pushed me down even further. When I was 18, I tried to, I tried to do something with my life and my mind was saying something's telling you, fuck you, bro. No, you're not going to do something with your life. So I went, okay, back to the drugs I go. And I mean, like I said, I went through crack houses, halfway houses, um, sleeping in hotels, wherever I could get a room that night, slept in my Pontiac for nights sometimes. I'd go work at the bar, then sleep behind the bar, then have sex with my girlfriend behind the bar. She goes home, end up at a strip club, find whoever I could have sex with that night. It's like, unfortunately, sex and drugs ruled my life for a long time, until I was probably 32. Sex ruled my life. You may have Graves' disease. You're lucky you don't have HIV. Uh, yeah, yeah. It got to the point where I was getting checked every couple of weeks. Like it, and it was just—it was one of those things. Whatever I could do to forget about real life, that was the main thing. Whatever you can do to, even if it's for ten minutes, whatever you can do to not think, great. Well, sex is probably the most natural experience you can have that takes you out of the moment. Mm-hmm. I mean that that was the the I knew with alcohol it would last longer. Did you like uh, I knew? Did you hear our interview with uh gosh what's his name Chris? Who? Uh, Neil. Neil. Yes. Did you hear our interview with Neil? How he's mm-hmm. uh, addicted to sex, and uh, he's addicted to sex. And he would go see prostitutes all the time. He's living double life, though. He didn't, like, do drugs or anything. He was just addicted to sex. And uh, 
he got with this prostitute and then he ended up getting blackmailed. It was mm. wild. It was very wild. But he turned to religion, which is, I'm actually surprised. I, I shouldn't say this, but it, you hear it a lot with people with your kind of scenario, you know, like people find God and religion through all of that trauma. I was uh, unfortunately raised in the Mormon religion with my family. Um, ordained deacon, ordained teacher, and that pushed me way far away from no, religion. Yeah, totally get it. Like I said, you just, you know, you hear a lot of like those guys that like hand out banana nut bread. They're like, you know, I was a ex drug addict and, you know, and I found God. I, it wasn't really the Especially sex. Texas. The sex wasn't really what I was addicted to, it was more the attention. Like, there would be times where I'd be talking to 30 or 35 women at a time. I wasn't having sex with all of them, but I could just text any of them at any time and get attention. So, like, because that's powerful. Yeah, I mean, because like, that's what my mom did. I saw yeah. what she got with attention. Like, every week was, every day was different. Every day was another guy. I mean, that, there were days where she would. I'd be working at the bar. She'd end up there. I'd go to the bar and go, bro, this is that dude's address. Go there now. And I'm 15, 14 years old, and I'm breaking down a door, beating the shit out of a dude who's trying to rape my mom. Oh, Christ. Yeah. And because the bartender's like, dude, you, you need to go find your mom. How would you get there? Would you, like, drive a car? Or... I uh, She would drive her car to the bar and leave keys with the bartender. And she'd leave with a guy, and I take her car. Like the first day I learned how to drive was because I was she was drunk, and I had to go save her from a bar. Wow! Because the bartender called me saying, "Dude, she's gonna get raped tonight. Get your ass up here." And I'm 14 years old at the time. But look, and man, yeah. What did what did you walk in on when you got there? Uh, dude, on top of my mom, and I literally just walked in, grabbed him, and just started wailing. And fortunately, like I said, I was not a small kid. So, I mean, I, he probably thought a grown ass man was there to beat the shit out of him in his own house. Wow. You know what they need to do? You don't need to write, write a book. You need to like write a TV show or a movie or something. Yeah. I mean, the, the worst part about it all is my mom is still in denial this day to this day that any of it ever happened. Like, she'll say it never happened or it wasn't that bad? No, she'll say, like, I never put my hands on you, Jared. I never did this. I never did that. I'm like, you beat the shit out of me for years. And I'm like, no, I didn't. Oh, okay. that's, the, that's the least of the offenses she's committed against you. Yeah, but, I mean, she's still, to this day, I mean, from what I hear, she's taken advantage of so many family members and, like, she scammed the government. She had FEMA trailers on her property that, that she was getting paid for during a hurricane and squatted on somebody's property for seven years and won the property. And, oh, yeah. She's a winner. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, hell, uh, what was it, two weeks ago? She was on my cousin's Facebook, and she posts... My cousin goes, we're looking into fostering or adopting a kid or something like that, fostering kids. My mom actually writes, oh, I know all about that. I fostered a few kids in my day. I'm sorry, you, you what? 
You didn't take care of your own. What? Who? I tell you what, if you got the band back together for Thanksgiving, you'd have a hell of a time. Yeah, it's like she's still at her age thinking she lived a life that she didn't. How old is she now? She's in her 50s. I'm not sure. Sure time hasn't been friendly to her. She probably looks rough now, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's that was her problem is she thought looks would get her. And then she just screwed over so many people in her life. Like she was married to a guy who was worked for the DA of certain state in America. That guy now pushes carts at Lowe's. Oh my God. Uh, so she ruined his clearance. Yeah. Uh she said he hit her. Mind you, this guy was scared to even raise his voice to a kid. I met the guy. That would never happen. Mm. Man, I just... I don't <laughs> need to... We're going to have to get you on a part two, Jared. Yeah, I mean, it's just... It's one of those things where it's just... Like, unfortunately, it's still one of those things to this day. Like, I mean, I can be public about it. Like, one of my girlfriend's kids, like, fell down and got hurt, and it aggravated me. Like... She fortunately, because my girlfriend's understanding, she actually walked away because we were doing it was while we were doing our hike is what it happened. Um, and I got aggravated. And then I just sat down. She came back to me and we just had a talk about how I don't understand pain. I don't like I get it. Kids 11. I just don't understand pain. Like when somebody starts crying in front of me, I literally still to this day, like, what the fuck are you doing? Why? But and on a deeper level, I think. You never had that moment. Like, you were never able, you were never allowed to be that kid. Mm -mm. You weren't allowed to cry on someone's shoulder and have someone else take care of you. You were the responsible one from, you know, young age on. So it's hard for you to switch roles and change hats and see things from that child's perspective who came up in a better home life. And that's what, like, her kids, like, I want, I never want them to see like how things could be like the way me and her are now like her two kids are sitting in the back seat me and her in the front seat me and my girlfriend kiss and her son looks straight at us and goes you guys only kissed once you guys always kiss more times than that and i'm like that's awesome that you see that dude that's what i want you to see that your mom loves somebody who loves her back because bro you have no idea Are yeah. you? Nah, I'll wait for part two for that question. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> no, it's nothing bad. It's just you know, it's future talk, and you're not there yet. You know what I mean? Uh, Jared, Jared, Jared. <laughs> I told my girlfriend like I legit told her I'm like they're gonna hear some shit and they're gonna go, you know, we've heard some fucked up shit, but. Whew. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, you know, we've talked about suicide and uh a little bit about addiction and you know, life in the military and stuff. But nothing nothing like yours. And it's unfortunate because your story shouldn't even be a story, you know. It, you, you I'm going to say this with the best intentions, you got the bottom of a barrel. Mhm. 
but you you're you're out of it now. You're you're proven that even though you're going through all this shit, you're good now. You know. Like, well, mostly out of it. Yeah, mostly out of it. You know, the demons still haunt you, but you're proven yeah. how strong you are. You know, you're you're better now than you were yesterday. I mean, I know I shouldn't be alive. I know for a hundred percent fact, like there's no way I should have made it through. Like I tried to kill myself twice. Like it's there's no way I should some of the shit I did and some of the stuff I went through, there's no way I should have survived it. What got you to that point though? What which the, the suicide attempts. Sleeping in my car. Like it was just one of those, like it's not gonna get any better. Um I mean, there were just times where the second time where was, I was tired of drinking every day. I was tired of like, I was cutting grass at the time. I was a high school dropout. The military didn't want me. Like, uh, I think that's when my first fiance cheated on me. Um, and it was just one of those things like, okay, well, this sucks. It's not going to get any better. So yeah. here's a bottle of pills. Here's a bottle of bourbon. Let's see what it does. Well, maybe and, if you hadn't been training your liver for fucking 10 years before that, you would have been fine. And, and that's you would have been done. That's what pissed me off is I did that and I woke up the next day barely hung over and I'm going, what the hell is going on here? Do you feel like out of all that stuff, you do you feel happy now with where you're at, even though you've had a hell of a life? It was kind of all worth it. it. It's made you who you are today. No. I can honestly, I don't, I know like, hey, good relationship, you're supposed to be happy, or hey, good job, you're supposed to be happy. I don't think I know what that is, in a way. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to feel. Like, when people, like, wake up, and they're like, oh, my God, they look over at their wife, and like, this is the best, and I'm going to go to my job, and my bills are paid, and they're like, ah, oh, blah, blah. Like, I wake up and I go, okay, that's cool. Awesome. She's there. Yep. Okay, got to go get my truck. Okay, yeah. No matter, no matter how stable your situation may actually be, you never actually feel secure in it because of your upbringing. Yeah. Like, my I know it can all just... I don't think the happiness that you're talking about comes from, like, movies. You know, entertainment. I think there's a different kind of happiness in the real world where you can just be like, okay, you know, like my girlfriend, my wife, she's laying right there, you know, got a roof over my head. You don't have to be ecstatic and smiling all the time. You you know, that's, that's, I think that's false happiness. No one is truly, truly that happy. In my opinion. I'm good being content. Like, yeah, like, I'm good with, I woke up today. Exactly. And that's where I'm like, cool. Yeah. I'm like, cool. I woke up now. I'm for like, I just got off of 12 days off and I'm just like, it gets to the point where you're just like, okay, like I really need to do something with my life, but why that's where, and that's where I'm at now. I'm like, but why? Like I'm content. Like why add something that may go wrong? Yeah. yeah. Or complicate things. Yeah. Cause now it'll be like, well, I have to do this thing. And my girlfriend goes, well, let's go do this thing. And we're like, oh, but I picked up this other thing. So now I can't yeah. do that thing. And I'm like, like, the same time. like having a podcast. 
Well, it's just like it's like it's, it's like one time you don't want to sit at home for twelve days, but then you don't want to get involved in shit. And I'm like, ah. Yeah. Have you thought about getting like a part time job or something? I don't. I don't want to like. I don't want to screw people over where it's just like, say I get this part time job and then I wake up and go, I don't want to do this shit anymore and screw over a company. Yeah. Because I don't need to do it. And yeah, that's and those problem. are the people that can bolt the easiest. When you don't need the company, they need you. Yeah, and it's like one of those things, like, if I don't need to go there, I have no motivation It's going to say, hey, Jared, wake up and go do this for part-time. It'll probably be 10 bucks an hour. Like, yeah. no, I'm good. Like, I, I can sit at home and stock trade a little bit and go make 40 bucks instead of going to work. Yeah. And that's a that's why they say Michael Jordan was like so maniacal because like even though he was at the peak of his power, you know, and like he had all these accolades, he was just some sick motherfucker that could always make a slight up in his head and find motivation that way, you know, like oh, uh, they said I wasn't the best player this week, or you know, I had a few off games, and then he dropped forty on the Knicks because it just pissed him off. But not everybody's built that way. I think being content is perfectly okay. Did you understand well, that reference? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I didn't. I, I was a big. You don't like sports. sports. <laughs> yeah, I was a huge. I was a huge sports guy in high school. I that's what, what I also used to like get away from mom was sports. Um, but it's just one of those like I, if I wake up and I just go, today's all right. Like like you saw this morning, today sucked outside. Like, oh. it was foggy as shit. And that, Dude, but it's it like, I woke so I had never seen fog like that. It didn't even clear up until about noon today. But I woke no. up and I went, hey, guess what? Woke up today. Cool. Yeah. Yep. Looked over. She was there. Uh, all right. Now, I knew today I'd do nothing. Like, this is all I had to do. Like, I told you, I had nothing to do today. Yeah. I felt Dude. bad. I didn't realize it, but uh, we had two guests lined up, and I was like, "Crap!" One of our the guests that we had on schedule, uh, he got COVID, so he couldn't do it. And then another guest I didn't even oh, know he had I COVID and he couldn't do it. Yeah, but he I got okay. co- I he got COVID right now, and I'm going into work tomorrow, buddy. He wasn't vaccinated. <laughs> That's true. That'll fuck you up. Uh, I got it twice unvaccinated. It's fine. <laughs> I've been very fortunate. Uh, but, and then another guy, uh, I didn't even schedule him. I didn't even realize I scheduled him for today. So I was like, man, me and Jared have been talking. I was like, I'd like to get him on. He's been telling Let's me. Let's see how fucked up that guy is. <laughs> I was like, ah, I can't be too bad. You know, we Let's peel this onion. Stuff. Yeah. But we, I definitely want you on for part two. That's for yeah, sure. I mean, I don't even know where you want to want to start with part two, but like I said, it's it's just one of those, and I hate to like joke about it, where it's just like ha ha ha, that's the tip of the iceberg, but that's what gets me through every day. Is I tell Humor myself coping mechanism. Yeah, I tell myself it's okay that you're fucked up, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, and that is okay. We have a saying: you listen to the podcast, you listen to our mental health checks. Mm-hmm. I've listened to one or two of them. Yeah, well, we've been behind. Uh, whose fault is that? I'm not gonna name names, <laughs> but uh, uh, 
Yeah, our mental health checks, you, I mean, you hear them every single time, you know. The saying is, we ask each other, are you okay? You say no, or yes. And if you say no, that's that's okay. The, the, the point of this podcast is to make those kinds of feelings normal. You know, Jared, your story is unique. No doubt about it. But you're not alone. You know, there's 7 billion people 7 billion plus people in the world you're not alone and i don't want you to feel alone you know i'm glad that you're able to come on here and talk about it and maybe there's someone that we don't know about who lived a similar life to you unfortunately going through these troubles that may be younger going through them now and hearing how well you're doing now and be like man you know there is a light at the end of the tunnel I mean, I just try to tell people more is not better. Like, never is more better. Like, like I said, I bought the cars. Like, when I when I get things, like I got like forty pairs of shoes because I get bored. I right in front of me, I have like twenty five watches, and it just it was all about more, 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 more. It wasn't until six months ago where I realized, no, it's not. And now I'm okay. Like. Now I don't I, I don't buy shoes anymore. I don't buy material things anymore. I'm good with let's go to Applebee's and let's go relax. Let's go have a drink and I'm good. Like before I was let's let's go get a suite up in the mountains in Colorado. Now I'm like, let's go get a holiday in, in Arkansas. Yeah. Let's let's have a nice relaxing night at Denny's. Yeah. And that's what's we'll home to diarrhea. Yeah, that's, dude, we do that all the time where it's just like it's Friday morning. Let's go to Waffle House. Yeah. Before, I would have never done that. I'd be like, nah, let's go ball out. And let's go do this. Yeah. And let's go show off and shit. And like, you're, no. you're enjoying the little things. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of thinking big, you're enjoying the little things. And that's good. That's a good place to start. Well, and I would say it's taken you 35 years, but you can minus eight from that. So, <laughs> Dude, I can probably minus a lot more than the days I blacked out. well jared i am i'm very honored that you are on this episode i'm happy Uh, you found us yeah and you found us through uh facebook how'd you find us again that uh that that special group i like to have fun in longview welcome to longview oh all things longview yeah buddy yeah you posted posted one, one time you you posted some no someone posted something, and then you posted like a reply or something like that, and then boom boom boom, it put all the things in order. Yeah, today I, I like stalking on it. Today, uh, someone it was real foggy outside, Chris. It was so foggy, I was going like twenty five miles per hour on like the main highway. I had oh. never seen fog like this before. And then I got this new truck, and it sits like a a tilted so it was real rough for me and uh someone put on all things long they were like hey it's foggy outside put your headlights on so i commented like oh thank you for this post i would have never known without you you're a hero to the community (laughs) and then there were about 30 more posts of hey it's foggy hey headlights hey it's foggy hey here's a picture letting everybody know it's foggy it's like oh my god Uh, it's a it's a good place when it's good, but it can be a pretty toxic Facebook group. Oh, yeah. That's oh, yeah. 
It's no Arlo, Texas, that's for sure. Hank Hill would be disappointed. Dag him right. <laughs> well, Jared, let's sign off. Um, we we got to have you back again. You tell me when. I mean, you know, I live, I literally live probably like five, ten minutes from you. So. Yeah, I definitely would like to chat with you on the side. But let's chat on the side. That's fine. Let's wrap this up. Uh, as you know, we have a thing that we always say um, at the end of the podcast. And do you know what that saying is, Jared? Yeah, I, lo- I love you, man. That, that part. I love you too, man. We love you too. <laughs> oh, oh, he beat us to it. That's the first time we had a guest say it. Well, yeah, he's he's also like the first true listener too. Yeah. Oh my god, I feel I feel just oh, the twinkle in my eye. Yeah, the first true listener. Now you got to sign up to our Patreon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only if I only if I get that the, the second I love you man hoodie. That's the fifteen dollar Patreon. So you're gonna give me. So you'll, will you deliver the hoodie? I'll give it to you. In oh, you could deliver it. Patreon. Yeah. How about on that? your knees? Oh, hello. <laughs> I mean, I'm, oh. If you or someone you know are having thoughts or feelings of suicide, please call the suicide hotline at 1 800 273 8255 or 911 in your local area. And remember, I love you, man. This podcast has been a production of Fancy Name Productions.